Aquarius. Good morning, South Beach. Here we are at the world famous Fifth Street Gym, Miami Beach, for episode number six with our special guest, black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt, Wanderson Dos Santos. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Tom. Thank you for being here with me. Very excited. Uh, we got the UFC coming up. Big, big fight for the middleweight championship of the world. Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. And uh, that's why we have Wanderson here to give us a little insight on the, this potential fight and, and it going to the ground and so on and so forth. So, you know, the very famous saying that the, that the Brazilians say, all fights eventually go to the ground. Mm -hmm. That being said, all fights may go to the ground, but they for sure start on their feet and the Sanye can strike. That's for so sure. What do you think? What do you think? How do you think this fight's going to play out? Well, like any fight, I think anybody can win a fight. For sure, uh, they are not the same fighters that they were the last time they fight. I think Adesanya got better, and he for sure can still beat. I think he can beat. If he's going to beat him, he's going to be with like a sniper, with a striking, with a, with a knockout. He's going to hit him and get the finish with some type of knockout. If he's not able to find that, that hole and get the knockout, I also think that Vittori, as he's also not the same fighter, he's going to be able to take him down and keep him there and, and, and get something, keep him on the floor and get the win. So I, you know, I think that Marvin is a, a bigger, wider, aggressive fighter. If he's got the chin to withstand the punishment going in, I think he's gonna wind up taking him down, controlling him, and win some boring rounds. He's only gonna win three boring rounds, and uh, I think that will be enough. I'm a fan, obviously. I'm a, you know a fan of the striking. It's more exciting to see someone get their face punched off. But uh, I think the secret to, to Marvin winning is that control. And I actually think it's going to be possible. I think it's most likely going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't think he's scared to get punched. And that can be his, his, uh, his way to, to, to get at the you know, just eat a few punches, just press through and, and get that takedown. And once he's down there, I really don't think Adesanya got better enough to, to be able to, to get out of it. I think uh, Vittori got a better, better skills on the floor, on the ground, than Adesanya. Since we're on the, the MMA topic, last night we had the Clarissa Shields Ooh. main event PFL I think 150 pound 55 pound fight yeah 55 it was like wow I, you know you don't see a whole lot of 155 pounds of no, female she, fights she's in a MMA big, strong girl and she's yeah. been here many times to train and work out she's brought a whole team with her coaches everybody and uh, she is something else I mean I've seen her spar with men and put it on them. she can fight she's she's genuinely the greatest female boxer um, but this is a, this is way out of her league. Yeah, she's definitely a great athlete, and you could even see yesterday during the, the fight that she was down there. You know, she had some tough first two rounds. She was on the bottom, getting punched, getting attack submissions, but she kept her cool and was able to escape. And you know, a lot of fighters, you know, they they they, they break when the pressure comes comes, but she was able to 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 stay there, stay calm, stay cool. Also, keep her cardio because, you know, when you're getting punched or in the bottom, it's not only be able to be mentally there and not crack and be able to escape, also your cardio, be able to keep breathing slow and be able to continue fighting afterwards because a lot of time you're down there, you forget to breathe and when you come out, you're tired. But no, once she came out, she had still that energy and she, she came back with a, with a strong TKO. You know, I'm a beginner jiu-jitsu student under you and... Uh, the, uh, Tom's gonna join too. So no, no, no. I'm, I'm enjoying. Part of no, now, you, you, now that I've been like researching jujitsu more and more, um, the Gracie 
concept was all about just survival. Mm-hmm. And she really, that's exactly what she did those first two rounds. She just had enough ground skills you to see. just survive. And, and that was beautiful because, like you say, the Gracies at the beginning, when you talk about, you know, Elio Gracie, the, the first Gracies that spoke about jiu-jitsu that, that they were fighting, they would do those one-hour matches, two hours, like, hour fights. And it was impressive that they still would win, but he would just wait and wait and get the opponent tired until then he could beat him. But it was a patient game. Nowadays, because of the MMA system that we have, we, we copy boxing with the, ten, the, the, the round system, the way to get the points. Sometimes it's a weird game. You don't know if you win, if you lose. Even though you might get two rounds, maybe the last round is impressive, you end up losing. So if you don't get a TKO, if she didn't get that TKO yesterday. She loses. She loses. But so, you know, you can't really uh, wait for the last round to get the TKO. She was lucky that did it. And, you know, praise to her, but that's not always how it goes. But, you know, so much of fighting is about, you know, the, in the Rocky movie, he makes a big speech about getting knocked down and getting back up. Yeah. You know, Muhammad Ali's the greatest for coming back. Mm. So much of it's about just withstanding life and what goes on inside and outside the ring. There's so many fighters that uh, they have all the skills, all the talents, and, you know, they wind up getting their girlfriend pregnant and that sidetracks them and it doesn't happen. They wind up getting an injury. They never recover from that. They wind up, life gets in the way all the time. Uh, and then sometimes you see the, the actual trouble comes directly on camera, in the ring, and how much can they withstand. And she really showed what she's made out of. I mean, clearly, she's, she's overcome a lot just by having the humility to go into an MMA gym and getting the crap kicked out of you. I know, because on the mat, I, mm. you know, granted, I was never what Clarissa is standing up. But that being said, it's humbling getting beat up by typically people that are weaker than you or smaller than you or less athletic than you because they have the technique of jiu-jitsu. For mm. her to have the humility to go into a gym and take that is quite the thing and then put it all on the line in front of everybody. That takes a lot of balls. As a two-time Olympian and a world champion. Yeah. So and she's, she's made business. of different material and she showed it. Yeah, she's special. For sure she's special. It's different. You just see her energy. She was screaming there. This is crazy. This is crazy. She was screaming. You're just like, wow, you're crazy. I, like, wow. I love her energy. But you can tell, like, not only because of the titles that she, she got, like, she's some special type of being. You know, you don't accomplish what she's accomplished without being normal. You know, you have to grind. You have to go through that struggle. When, you know, that bounce back, you fall down eight times, you get back up nine times. And you can clearly see that she got that, that type of quality. And, you know, people that wouldn't know her, I mean, she looks super tough. But she comes here and she's super sweet. She's all smiles. She's mm-hmm. Coach, thank you, coach. Thanks for having yeah. me in the gym. Thanks for having me in the gym. We're, we're great, flat great camp she got, yeah, too. So she's, uh, she's something special. Since, uh, along the lines of MMA, we have also coming up, off back to the UFC, we have uh, the Caesar Gracie student. Yes, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz fighting the, this, this weekend. Special guy, you know, another one of those guys that, you know, he, he's one of the guys that, that got that stigma around him. If, you, if you're a fan, a big fan of MMA as well, of him, himself I've been following his career for many, many years since he was in the Ultimate Fighter. And, you know, from that guy in the Ultimate Fighter into today, I really see he's the same person. You know, he was that person, he's that person. He behaves the same way, he's not coming up with a, with a fake, with a face, you know. He's about that life, that's his life. Uh, you know, he's there to fight, that's what he loves to do. And if you look at him weird, he'll like tell you what's up and let's go, yeah, you yeah. know. He's a real deal, he's authentic. Yeah, and, uh, that, definitely. I think in this goofy world of Zoom meetings and Zoom school, and uh, all this nonsense we've had to deal with for the last year. I think 
that fighting sports are going to become even more popular than ever because everybody's trying to be so sterile. Everyone's so afraid of everything. And they see real people living real lives, doing real things, getting punched in their face, bleeding, having someone almost break their arm, that it's, they get to live vicariously through fighters. And I think it's become more important than ever. So to see a guy like Nate Diaz, when you're, when you're at home and you're afraid of everything, and you see a guy like Nate Diaz that is afraid of nothing, I think it gives you the motivation to at least have the, the guts to get off the couch and turn the TV on and at least watch him and, and live vicariously through him. And I think mm-hmm. that our, us as coaches and fighters and uh, managers and, and the people that do TV for fighting, I think our job is going to become more important than ever before. Mm. I think that the few people that have the nerve and the guts to come into a place where you're going to get spit on, you're going to get sweat on, you might even get bled on. Uh, is really going to take separate our students, our fighters from the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is going to look upon that with envy to a degree, with positivity, with with uh, you know they're just going to look forward to everything that we're doing, and uh, I think that this UFC is going to be big numbers. Um, I know that uh, we've had a lot of fights with not even fighters recently, and they're doing big numbers because people are really looking forward to. Uh, seeing people that are really living their lives for real and not yeah and it's real like that goes back to like our idols like we we love to have people that we look up to you know we all grew up i'm sure we all grew up with some type of idols or a a father figure someone that we look up to and nowadays but we've been used to having those those idols those those figures they're fake you know those hollywood stars they're like you know you got some athletes they're you know pretty strong athletes you know, like basketball, football, and so on. But still, you're going to compare, like, athletes in MMA, UFC, the top guys. They are working hard. Not only they're working hard, they're getting banged. Their body are getting damaged, and they're still training. They're still hurting, and they're still fighting. So, I don't know. It's a different type of level of athlete and also person. It's really real because in, just like in jiu-jitsu, I tend to say to my students, Sonia, a new person, the same thing in MMA. Um, there's no way to be fake there. There's no way. You can't fake it. You can't fake being there. Try to fake me, like act cool, get punched in the face. That's it. It's over. So, you know, I really, I, I, I think it's going to be good, not only for people to have more, more people to look up to, like athletes that are fighting, um, but also have someone that I feel like is more real. Like it, it's, it's, not, it's not fake. It's not TV. So another point too is the, is the money part because Look at the, the, how much money that all these other athletes make in comparison to, to MMA. That's another, I, I, I feel like another, the fact that they're gonna be making more money, they're gonna have more publicity because they have these new deals, so people are gonna know more about them. Therefore, they're gonna have more fans. You know, money, publicity, it's all come together. So yeah, I, I wanna be there. We're gonna be there, we're here, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, most recently, speaking of real, or a question. Wonder, question Wonderson about? for real? That's right. That's my Internet. username everywhere on social media platform. Just okay. follow me. Uh, we've had we've had YouTubers <laughs> yeah. fighting arguably the, oh, great, yeah, the yeah, best yeah, fighter yeah. of our generation. We had Logan Paul and Logan. fight. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. And, uh, and Jake. It was, well, Jake's going to fight, but it was very interesting. The, the amount of reaction. The amount of people that were into it, the amount of, I was shocked everywhere I went and every, every, that's all everyone asked me about. My doorman asked me, mm. the lady that was cleaning the elevator 
asked me, you watch Floyd Mayweather? I said, lady, I didn't know you cared. Mm. You know, uh, everyone is was really excited, enthusiastic, and I think that everyone was really disappointed. I feel like that uh, they thought they were gonna get something they weren't. And Floyd's famous for hype, you know, all sizzle and no steak. I mean, he's the best at pumping it up, and then the actual product is, you know, a little men's amends. But uh, Tom, you, you know, your whole life is boxing. You saw this coming. What did you think was gonna happen? Well, I'm gonna, I'll go back to, uh, I didn't want to say much because I'm not a big MMA guy and jiu-jitsu guy, but now that, <clears throat> that you brought that up, Eddie Hearn had a really, really good point on everyone's watching, everyone's spending money on these fights. On the Logan Paul last month, uh, uh, what's his name, Jake Paul in Atlanta a couple months ago. It seems that's, that's where everything's going. So boxing, in order to, to keep up with that, they're going to have to put some good fights in it. And Eddie Hearn just said it the other day. How are they going to do that? I mean, promoters got to like start getting people to watch big fights. They can't just pick and choose their own fighters. Top rank can't have their fighters. And Eddie Hearn has his fighters. But how are they going to do it? How are they going to get the kind of million, um, I don't know how many pay-per-views they did on Logan versus Floyd, but how are you going to get real boxing to do Those what numbers. these guys are doing? You know, celebrity fighting. I mean, I know what made me fall in love with boxing was those we the, the documentaries been on this week with Showtime when they were kings. When Duran and Leonard and Hearns were, were killing each other. When we were no when we were kings I think is Muhammad I'm Ali. Sorry, what the, was his name? Um Fab Force. I can't remember but I know ne- yeah. Ne- nevertheless the Showtime documentary on Tommy Hearns so just so you guys know Tommy Hearns was injured this week so that was kinda cool. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, that's what made me fall in love with boxing was those wars, those great fights. Marvelous Hagler was right, you know, with, with maybe arguably the greatest couple rounds in boxing history. So they keep putting on these fights. If you're a 10-year-old kid and you turn on these fights and it's it's PVC's fighter versus some journeyman that they found to make an excuse so he could keep his belt and win, I don't see how you're going to get your fa- – the, the, the kid's not going to turn it on next week. I remember as a kid seeing local fights in Chicago and they would pick – they'd get a guy that was a local – uh, neighborhood favorite from one neighborhood versus another neighborhood, and they were wars. It wouldn't it didn't matter that they when they went to the national scene, they wound up losing. Didn't matter when they fought in the top ten, they couldn't. They never made one for the world title. The fact that they were close competitive fights, the Gotti Ward fights, those are most they weren't even for any of the major titles, but they were great fights. That that's what yeah. made them so interesting. So if they're gonna not if they're gonna sell us this nonsense, I think I, you know me, I'll watch anything. Right. You know, Mike Tyson's recently famous said, I watched two cockroaches fighting. Me right. too, I'll watch anything. Not but yeah. they need to put a good quality what, product. But what do you do to get that? I mean, like these guys did. Because going back to what you're saying about, you felt like there was more people communicating about this fight. And I, and I see because I, I have my own uh, pages that I have, we love JJ Jiu-Jitsu Girls. When I have, I'm involved with the policy and the, the MMA community, the combat sports community, and I saw that every single combat sports page were talking about them, were posting about them, and I really believe they were going around. They have a whole team, a machine from the Logan Paul for sure, and maybe even for the Mayweather, but for, for sure the Logan Paul, and they just go around making sure everybody's talking about them. So they do like a before work, making sure people are gonna talk about them even before an event and then the after. Like you, what? How do you, for a guy who's not like a hardcore boxing guy, like a lot of people eventually will hopefully listen to this, what would you like to see? What would make you go watch a boxing match? I think maybe 
I know, I know the rules are set, but maybe three boxing matches in a night, for example, could be an idea. Like the UFC, it could be like a tournament, a tournament. That sounds exciting, you know. But what would drive you, for instance? Would it be a name, a personality, an exciting fighter? What, what do you think that would do it? This, the, the case, the fighter we have, it was exciting because we didn't know really what would happen. I mean, I know he's the best boxer ever, but this guy is huge, like he's big. If he really had learned a good punch, just one punch, if we hit that one punch, maybe he could knock Floyd down. But the, the same way Floyd could have hit him in a, in a liver. So kind of like they were playing. But it turned out that the last time when Floyd fought Pacquiao, when Floyd fought uh, McGregor. McGregor, when mm. Floyd fought this guy, they're really just not. So if you're first, this is what's introduced to boxing. You're not coming back for the next one. You're not watching back to back. You're not, you're, they're losing. But it felt like they were, he was building this to have a next fight too. But if, you know, if a restaurant breaks their neck to get you in the door and then you give them bad food, they're not coming back. And I think they're not providing the quality of service. Now there's a big fight coming up again. We got, we got speaking of Pacquiao, we got Pacquiao and Spence coming up. I was just gonna Spence bring that up. Spence is, you know, arguably the best fighter at 147. And Pacquiao was, was at one point the best fighter at 147. It's amazing he can still fight at this age. Uh, you you know, I kind of thought that he was going to kind of go quietly off into the sunset, and he's not. <laughs> he's trying, unlike Floyd, who went out of his way to be the greatest manager ever. Like, more, I think he's a much better manager than his fighter. He picked the right fights at the right time. He got Canelo long before Canelo hit his prime. He gets guys when he got Pacquiao when he was old, we thought too old and injured. Um, Pacquiao is trying to fight the best fighter in the division who's, I don't know how, he's got to be somewhere, he's got to be 15 or 16, 17 years younger than him. Yeah, 31, I think he is. 31, so there so you go. 40, so 14 yeah, 12, years, 12, 13 14 years, years different, that's a big swing well, when this kid's in his at prime. That, at, wait, at that weight. Yeah, especially the smaller guys fight, you know, their careers end a lot earlier. Uh, Pacquiao was really going for it. So that's going to make me, I can see all the Pacquiao, first of all, the Philippines, forget about it. They'll, right. they'll watch him until he's 100. Uh, but me as a boxing fan, I'm not going to, that's a fight I won't miss. Right. That's a fight with, it's amazing to me that he's even got the guts to go do that. Plus, Spence is so good. So, Excellent. Um, that, but, and, but I think the, I'm worried about the 10-year-old that's coming. He watched his first fight. Oh, look, you, let's watch the Logan Paul Mayweather. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. What makes him, he's not going to want to turn boxing on. I think what they have to do is... But even, some of these young kids, they enjoy it. They, they, you know, but while they, they have those eyeballs, it. they got to put two fighters on there that are trying to kill each other. So even if they're not world champions, they got to make them go to war so that things... How? Really, How do you, you know, do that? You got to match up guys. Styles make fights. So like Eddie, fights. Eddie not trying said, to protect your fighters. Like Eddie Hearn said, it doesn't matter. We really need to do it. Or, or, yeah, because you, know, you got the eyeballs. Don't waste years. the eyeballs. Now, there's, you know, there's also... This summer's got is loaded. I mean, people are criticized like boxing. Fury. You think Fury uh, Wilder three? There you go. Boxing is criticized compared to the quality of production. You think of Wilder UFC? Joshua should have fought before they kind of try to build this thing up? You think I it would have? I think that they really did the. They. I know they had a contract. I know they wanted to step aside, but Fury Joshua is the fight that everyone wants to see. If perchance somebody were to get injured or anything could anything could happen. And that fight doesn't happen. You robbed all the boxing fans of that fight. Now I really think that Fury's gonna win easy. I think he'll be ready in Wilder. three. I think he's gonna be Wilder easy in three to six easy. months. He'll be yeah easy. I think he's got his number. I think that the Wilder, who has great accomplishments in boxing, 
bronze medalist in the heavyweight. I mean, but you see world. what he do did it to him with, with, with. I mean, you know, he was all but out and he got up, so he does have a puncher's chance. No, of course, but I just don't think it's gonna be a problem. It's I not really gonna don't be a problem this time. Problem. And I think he's gonna beat him easy. And in three to six months, he'll be ready to fight Joshua. Uh, and I think they're gonna fill up a giant stadium in England, and it's gonna be a great, great thing. And I think that, to be honest with you, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, we're very f- friendly with the Joshua team. They come here and train. And Fury, too. They're very nice. But my opinion is that, that Tyson Fury is the greatest fighter in recent years. Definitely the greatest heavyweight. Uh, how amazing is they named him Tyson after the heavyweight champion he's born. He goes on to become the heavyweight champion. It's unbelievable. The whole story's unbelievable. His personality, his problems that he's had, all that being said, builds up to him winning again and again and again. And he can win as long as he wants. Uh, as long as he stays focused and stays mm-hmm. on, there's nothing stopping this guy. Uh, our, our fighters have recently had a chance to work out with them. He take, he knows boxing inside out. He's explaining them nuances of the game that these guys have 10 professional fights. They're new to the game, relatively speaking, but they're still professional. He's talking about things they've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy is at a next level mentally, uh, physically. I know he doesn't look like, he doesn't have <laughs> the body of Muhammad Ali. That little bell is cute. Yeah, but boy... He can perform. And uh, we have a great summer of boxing. They talk about how the UFC's taking over. I know they're doing a great job. They're making big money. They're doing big shows. Every show's got this quality. It's got these big names. But boxing is, obviously, TV channels don't put boxing on because they're not, no one's watching. They're not putting boxing on because they're doing it. It's a business to them. They don't care. They'd put tiddlywinks on if people would watch it. So clearly, I watch, I'm such a boxing nut that I watch in the middle of the day, I watch boxing. There's boxing like from Russia on TV. <laughs> right. So obviously they're putting it on for a reason. So Speak, it's something. Speaking of Russia, what do you think about Yusek? Uh, what do you think Yusek's gonna go? What do you think about? Uh, does he have a shot at any of these guys? From Cruiser going to heavy? I don't think Usyk can beat these big guys. I, I definitely can't beat Tyson Fury. So you know, maybe he can. Maybe he can outbox Wilder because Wilder is wild. He's not the cleanest, most technical guy. Um, but again, I think it all ends. All roads lead to Tyson Fury, and uh, until he retires, nobody's getting past there. And he can have all the, other than this nonsense with promoters and and sanctioning bodies. He can have all of the belts. He's the linear champion. He's the heavyweight champion. He's the man. Uzik is is just a small guy. I mean, I've stood yeah. next to him. Yeah. We actually had one of our fighters fight him in his home country, right. and. Uh, and he won very easily, but uh, nevertheless, he's a small guy. Canelo, where do you think Canelo's going? I mean, Canelo is going to follow the Mayweather blueprint. He's going <clears> to <throat> manage himself for the team. Smart. He's going to make sure that they fight, you know, the safest fights, the smartest fights. I mean, I can't believe that no one talks about Canelo Charlo. I don't understand how this is possible. Car- Charlo's clearly the best guy, you know, and now he's a super middleweight. Okay, so what? I, you offer Charlo enough money, I promise he'll gain the eight pounds. It's not that big of a difference. He's such a great fighter. I mean, he's not the kind of guy I want to have coffee with. Don't misunderstand. But that being said, the big Charlo is a bad mother Joner, and uh, he should get the he should get the fight. Everyone's talking about all these other guys. They're bringing guys from Europe. This guy's the best fighter. Any within twenty pounds of him, no one talks about this guy. Why do you think? Uh, I mean, is it business? Is it? Business. They monkey say Canelo's scared, it's but monkey I mean, business. Really no, Canelo's not scared. scared. His people that are making millions and millions of dollars. Are, that's their job. I taking those, they're taking their but time. But the sanctioning bodies, it's their job to say this is what it takes to get the belt. You got to do this. You got to fight these guys. So when Eddie Hearn says what he says, he knows what he's talking about. That's Absolutely. what he's talking about. Absolutely. You got the people that are that have a brain. 
The people that have a brain have to control the people that have that want money. You can't just let everyone just take the money from the fans. That's what they did with Logan Paul and Mayweather. They just say, hey, here. Well, they didn't take our money. Give you know, me. Well, Flay, I mean, Flay said <laughs> this is high, you know, highway robbery. At least they have the decent sticky up with a gun instead of sticking up with the remote control. So, nevertheless, uh, I but boxing is there for us. Never went anywhere. It's there. So it's up to the. I think it's up to WBC, WBA. I mean, I can't even think of all the words. WBO and the IBF to make sure guys fight who they're supposed to fight. I don't see what's so hard. There's four different organizations though, and they have four different ways of doing things, and that's, again, where it becomes but, hard. I mean, I know it's not it, like it, the UFC. I know it could get or, better, it could be like a VC, but if, for comparison, as we were talking before about jiu-jitsu, if you compare with jiu-jitsu, boxing is way up there. We wish we would have jiu-jitsu, for example, in TV. There's no jiu-jitsu in TV, barely fine. Like, there's no like really money in jiu-jitsu. So in a way, like, yeah, it's bad, but so it's not as bad as jiu-jitsu. I mean, so. it's partly up to the TV stations that control. Is it ESPN? Is it Showtime? Is it... I mean, it's the fans. It's the fans, too. I've had people, I've had TV people tell me, no, my fighter is not going to, he doesn't have the fans, he doesn't have the, the support, he doesn't have the sale, he's not going to sell, so you're, he's not fighting. Okay, fine, but everyone knows it's, it doesn't take too much genius to figure out who the top four guys in the division are. Number one fights number two, number two fights number three, the winner gets the best three fights. That's a year of boxing in every division. Problem solved. One fights two, three fights four, they fight the winner. That's three, that's 12 months of fighting right there. At the end of the year, you have the best fighter in every division. Do you think we have, for lack of a better word, the pussification <laughs> of boxers that they don't want to do it? Or is it the promoters? No, Who, who's think, the one that you, do you I, think? I think that in the end, it's the promoters. I think it's the, in the uh, you know in the end I, I mean like I think it's the the, the sanctioning body that's their a governing body that's what they're called governing bodies to make rules so simple make rules they tell a guy you're supposed to fight the number one guy I don't want to fight the number one guy number one guy doesn't fight want to fight the number two you know what guys you can't fight anybody mm, fight. for not one fight you can't fight anybody for two years that's nonsense will stop right away. Yeah, I think that will help because what they do is they keep like babysitting the fighters just like they do at the beginning to build their record. Later on, they do the same to like build their career. So they keep picking and choosing. But if they have a, some regulations like that, then where, where they have to fight the guy ahead of them, the five got to fight the number, number six got to fight the number five so and what so about on. So mentality you have to be 20 and 0 to fight somebody? How, how do you stop that mental? When the UFC, you know, you look at somebody's records 14 and, and 10 and they could become champion. How do you stop that mental block? From, from boxing fans saying, okay, this guy's 12 and three. I mean, again, you, you, could, you could fix everything with a tournament style. It's very simple. You could take the top, you know, 16 guys. What I just did with four, you could do with 16. 16 down to eight, eight down to two. Whoever's 16 is 16. If he's got three losses, who cares? If he goes on a five or four win streak, and including that guy, and the world champion was in there, he's the world champion. You could easily take 16 down the eight, eight down the four, four down the two, and have a real, and then we go, oh my God, that guy won four fights in a row, and everybody he fought was in the top 16. He's That's the real deal. Everybody's talking about it. That's right? it. Yeah, and everybody's going to be. And the buzz, the buzz. Can you believe the guy that was number 16 in the tournament? He beat the world champion. Ever, all of a sudden, the fans would be, he'd yeah, be an just, underdog. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you think of like you're doing March Madness. And think about the. It's at the French. It's like a, it's like a. Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Like, sorry, a good example, going back to MMA, is what happened with Daniel Cormier. 
Daniel Cormier, when they did this uh, tournament, uh, Strike Force, Daniel Cormier was a replacement. He didn't supposed to even be fighting on the tournament. It was like a heavyweight Grand Prix with like the best guys in the wor world, including like uh, Federer Milenenko, Fabrizio Verdun, you know, a bunch of other champions. The guy that he was gonna fight fell off, so Daniel Cormier took his spot, came in and beat everybody, ended up winning the Strike Fight so Grand Prix title, jumped to the UFC, and then, you know, the rest of the story, two times, two division champions, sure. and so on. But he was a replacement. Yeah, he was not supposed to be there. Like, like that. Then you don't that's, have, that's, it's not, it's genuine, real fans. They're, they're, they become fanatic. I, I know with March Madness, that's a great example. I'm like cheering for some screwball school I never even heard of. Sure. Just because they were a low seed, and now they're, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm not a basketball fan, per se. You know, so I don't come from, you know, I come from Chicago. We had DePaul University, not much of a contender. Illinois, yeah. not much of a contender. So now I'm start cheering for these schools that I never even heard of. And I'm watching TV, which is the point. The point is that's what they're trying to do is they I want guests. I think everything's going to go to apps now, though, even with. Well, whatever. They want you yeah. on. They want yeah, fans. Yeah, you watch. They want you to watch. Yeah, they want you to watch. So I think boxing is, uh, is has every opportunity. But I think but it's like they, every every time it's like they, they, both. It, they <laughs> screw it up. They can't help it. It's in their nature in boxing to just fuck things up every single time. No, they can come fight MMA when they screw up. <laughs> Agreed. They can just come to MMA. Come to yeah. MMA. Yeah. Agree to the promoters. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what it is. It's like they cannot help And you know, themselves. in the promoter's defense, they've been screwed over by more fighters. Yeah. They put money into these guys. They built their careers up. And then all of a sudden the guy gets locked up for punching his wife in the face. And now where, where they go? They can't promote him anymore. He's a wife beater. He's in jail. And now what? They wasted all their time. Or the guy gets in an accident. Or he gets, he's on drugs. Or I mean, it's happened both ways. Yeah, it's not sure. just one way or the other. Um, but the so, one thing I have, I have, you know, after all these years in boxing, is the fans usually get it right. I wish somehow the fans can, can determine who wins a fight. Not necessarily the judges, not to take anything away from judges or referees or anything like that. But in fights that we've been in, you know, on both sides, fights that I watch, the fans, when they have the fans voting, the fans always get it right. I wish there was somehow, some way, whether American Idol or like yeah. these silly shows, the fans really, they pay the money, they should decide who wins. I know I've been in fights where my fighter, I was like in the corner waiting for the decision. I thought for sure we lost. And the judges gave it to us. And I can't believe it. And, I've, and I think more often than that, it's been the other way around. But nevertheless, sure. it... It doesn't make any sense that that I'm watching every single punch that's there, and I can see my fighters losing, and he wins. How is that possible? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, we you know. see these. And, I think and everyone these, knows why. I, yeah, because they have Steve Wonder but, as their judge. Even, even small Steve fights. Small fights with there's no big consequences to my, to why would they? They're not doing me a favor. They don't like me. They don't know me. They're but that's never changed. How do you again? I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that's a problem in, in all the sports, the, the decision. That's why you, you got to take on your hands. That's why I love bare knuckles. Yeah, bare knuckles, they, that's a, it's hard to get left to the, left to the referee gets touched, to judge him. It's knocked out, judges it's are out quick. of it. Short rounds, fast and furious. And that, wow. that being said, next week we're going to have Luis Baboon Palomino next week on our next show uh, to talk about his fight. Baboon! Defending his world title belt. So here we go. We got the, we have a hot summer coming up. And that being said, we will be recording every week. Episode number seven next week with Luis Baboon Palomino, the bare knuckle world champion. Uh, we'll have shows every week with different guests. And if anyone wants to come watch live, they can always come to the world famous Fifth Street Gym and check us out. Uh, what do you have, Professor Wanderson? What do you have coming up right now for this summer? 
Well, we are building the program here in Miami Beach. If you don't know, there's not a whole lot of Jiu-Jitsu in Miami Beach, but you know, we started this program here in the Fifth Street Gym. It's been going on already for a few months, and now we're really like ready to launch another location here that we're gonna have it. So if you've never done Jiu-Jitsu, if you've done Jiu-Jitsu, if you're around our area in Miami Beach, make sure you reach out to Dino, to Tom, or myself, uh, and you know, come train some Jiu-Jitsu with us. Um, Besides that, I'm always training, always ready to fight. Just had a super fight a few weeks ago, but keep, keep training. Something new is going to pop. I am the greatest. Yeah.